0: man, God is so good. You know, before I um, just share briefly what God uh, has put on my heart, you know, I just want to, uh, I I just want to honor family that has come all this way to be here on this special day. My aunt Rebecca, cousin Buggy, can y'all stand up, please? They are uh, obviously their family, but they're also brother and sister in the Lord. And they are also uh, symbolic of God's faithfulness to me. Um, You know, it it may just be something that they do because they love the Lord and everything. But, you know, they've had me in my home, in their home. I've, I've stayed with them before and and, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sad and grieved Uncle, Uncle George is not here to be with us today and, and he's home with the Lord and, uh, and we'll see him again, um, when it's our time uh, to go be with God. But, um, he was, he was a man that he was a strong man, <laughs> you know, um, but he in, in, invited me and aunt Becky and him invited me into their home and loved me. And at a time in my life, when I needed that kind, I needed direction. I needed some stability and, uh, and, and, and they loved me and blessed me in a way that helped me stay on that path that God would have me on long before I knew he had a plan for me. Right. And so I want to thank you, aunt Becky, uh, Becky, because I want to thank you <laughs> uh, because y'all have been part of God's plan for my life and without y'all this day would not even be possible. Amen. And so I just want to I want to talk about the faithfulness of God today and it'll be probably a little bit more testimony <laughs> than uh, 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 than preaching at you because um I just want to declare how faithful God has been to me. And I hope my testimony can encourage you. Uh, I want to start in Deuteronomy 7. I'll share a verse and I'll share testimony. Is that going to be all right? And in about an hour and a half, we should be wrapping this thing up. I didn't hear an amen on that one, so. All right, we'll see what we can do about it condensing it a little bit. (laughs) Reese was like, it better not be 90 minutes. (laughs) But I chose uh, a number of scriptures that speak to the faithfulness of God. And it starts in the sixth verse. I'll be reading in the ESV translation and it Deuteronomy seven at verse six, it says, for you are a people holy to the Lord, your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. He chose you out of all the peoples who are in the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And I want you to know that spoke to me because my circumstances are very humble circumstances, very humble beginnings, very uh, impoverished. And, And if you were to look at my life and the conditions in which my family lived, you know, and you were looking at it in the natural, you know, you would you would think that God had nothing to do with us. Are you hearing me? There was not a lot to, to shout about, to, to, to praise about, to, to, to woof about, or to beat my chest about. There was a lot of humility. A lot of embarrassing circumstances. A lot of heartbreaks. A lot of lack. And yet God called me out of all that. Not because I was some great orator, not because I was some exceptionally special person, but because, as it said in this verse 7, because he loved me. And I want that to be an encouragement to anyone here today. Your circumstance today might be similar to the one I grew up in. Odds are it's probably a little better, but, but that's just my perspective. But it doesn't matter what your current situation is. What matters is that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life and he cares about you and treasures you to to the point that he will go wherever he needs to go in order to lift you up, put your feet on solid ground and call you into your God-given purpose. You know, Hebrews said that they that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen? And God declares, know therefore that your God is God. The only one. There's none like him. None beside him. He's the only true God. But the thing that he wants you to know about him is that he is faithful. The faithful God who keeps Covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. So I will be repeating this refrain for the short time that I'm up here. God is faithful, which means he's trustworthy. Which, in plain and simple terms, is he do, he will do what he says he'll do, and you can bank on it. Uh, another characteristic of being faithful is God is constant. There's no varia- there, There's no variance in Him. You can bank on His character. He's solid. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God, I'm not the same as I was yesterday. And I hope to be better tomorrow than I am today. I, 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 I'm changing. I'm growing. But, but God is perfect. Amen? We serve an all-powerful God. We serve an omniscient God. Amen? He's omnipresent. He is perfect. And he is constant. He will always be that way. He's not working at or trying to be faithful. Being faithful is who he is. i can be a bit verbose so i'm gonna i'm gonna go on to the next verse first corinthians 10 verse 13 and a lot of these are going to be familiar verses but this is part of my story so just bear with me first corinthians 10 verse 13 no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man god is what All right, there's a few people that are awake this morning. God is faithful, faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. This is always, just think about that. He's not providing a way of escape so that you can run and avoid it but he said, I'm going to provide a way of escape so that you may be able to endure. And I firmly believe that God has our lives marked out and he has a path for us. And if we trust him and we acknowledge that he is faithful and that we can trust him no matter how scary it looks, no matter how scary it feels, if we trust him, then we will will link up with him and we'll walk through whatever it is he wants us to walk through. Because it's the path that's marked out by him is the way of escape. And your story may be different, but in my story, sometimes the things that I needed a way of escape from were my own sins. was my own wrong-headed thinking, were the things that were part of my uh, upbringing and, 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 and my experiences. And you know what? God took me through things, some hard things to humble me for the purpose of letting those things die in me so that he could take me where he wanted me to go. So I would encourage you not to always look outside of yourself, And think that the only problem that you can have are from external. That the only things that that you need to be delivered from are the enemies from without. Because oftentimes we need to be delivered from ourselves and our own. I I know that's not a hallelujah truth. But it is a truth. And one such thing that, that, that I had to go through, you know, uh, as, uh, as uh, Stan said, you know, I was a football player. I got a football scholarship at OSU, and I had just given my heart to the Lord uh, heading into my senior year. But I'll be honest with you. I came to Stillwater, and I didn't glorify the Lord when I got here. As a matter of fact, I was pretty buck wild. I was always a good student. My teachers, the first three semesters at OSU would, would disagree. <laughs> you would not have known that I gave my heart to the Lord if you had met me the first year to a year and a half of my st- studentship or whatever you want to call it here at OSU. And I got chance after chance. I wasn't even trying to go to class. And my talent enabled me, uh, but I was committed to football. Oh, I was committed to that. I didn't miss a practice. I missed class. But I didn't miss practice. Because football was a part of my plan. My vision. That was, it became my small G God. Right? And so it was going to be the thing that got me and my family out of what I grew up in. And so I was faithful to that. I was going to play in the NFL. Uh, Class was something I had to do. But the thing that I was passionate about was on that field. And I became, and I was registered in my first year traveling with the travel squad. I became a starter my very next year. And it came off to a, I was off to a glorious start. I was like, oh man, I'm going to be a three, I'm going to be starting two or three more years. I'm on my way. Well, along that time, I was on academic probation after semester one. And when you're on academic probation, you have to write a letter. You know, my dog died, and this and that, and the other, and I had some issues. And so, circumstance, extenuating circumstances being what they were, and they're like, okay, okay, you're on probation, you can continue on. It got worse my second semester. And then, after my third semester, I got academically suspended, and they almost got me back in class, me and seven other guys. And it was embarrassing because the whole situation we had a uh i forget her name right now but uh she was over arts and sciences she was so fed up with us she wrote a letter to every college in the university with a list of our names saying, do not admit these individuals and so we were stuck the head coach and the president of the university was out of town and they got back in town to make a long story short uh, got us in and put us in her college and she contacted ncaa and we were on probation already and so they got us out and next thing you know I, the fear of god already hit me at that point because i was like you know what I, I, I probably better go to class now but it was too late uh there was a big news story out it went from seven unnamed individuals to pictures heights weights hometowns all over the news and everything and so you know which which wasn't very flattering but uh neo was going to take us in and we had a meeting scheduled for that 9 a.m that monday morning the media got there at 8 a.m that morning and it changed everything and it was already late in the semester. We had enrolled, and we had to unenroll. So it was this or bust. Some, you know, and so we had the uh, NEO backed out and wouldn't help us. It wouldn't let me and the two other guys enroll. So now I'm out of school, and I, I've got nowhere to go but home. And just show you the contrast. At home, I was the I was the epitome of student athlete. I was getting my work done. I was the example that the coaches would tell the other guys to aspire to. And now I got to go back to that town as the guy. Let me see, help me with my French here, Christy. As the guy, I say, as the guy who messed up and didn't handle his business. And I remember I got down on my knees for the first time when it got real. Because it had been a while since I had prayed to God. I I had really gone off off track. And God said, son, I did not want that for you. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. But you let football hold a place in your heart. That should have been reserved for me. And I, and I had to take it away, you know. And as hard as it was, that was the first major time in my life where I lost something that meant so much to me and had God really speak to me as to how out of balance I became. And that, that commitment that I made to him, say, hey, you know, this came, became an idol to you. And so I had I gave you grace. You didn't repent. So I had to take this to get your attention. I didn't know that his call on my life was different than my plan for my life. That's what it all boiled down to. I um, went home, consoled by my mother, went to church. And, uh, uh, and I, I met a man who was a pastor there, and he pr- prophesied to me and told me that God was going to get me back to OSU. I was going to graduate and all that thing. And to just to make a long story short, everything he prophesied to me came to pass. So it wasn't, God wasn't trying to destroy me. God got me to a point, he humbled me so I, was in, so I would incline my ears to him so that he could speak to me what he had the plan he had for my life and it was during that time that year and a half that i was away from osu that god spoke to me and told me that he called me as a man of god a minister of god to preach his word and i was shocked i said "Uh uh-uh devil you're a liar this ain't god because in my mind, there's no way God would, could use a guy like me. I, I thought the devil was setting me up, you know, to 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 give the name of God a black eye. But it but it was really God, and so I ended up getting back here, and that's where First uh, Corinthians 10:13, you know, really is personal to me. You know, because that was a trial for me, obviously. All right? And God took away the thing that went the most to me, but it was so that he could speak truth to me, so that he could make clear to me his will for my life, so that I can can walk out his plan. And I I often look back and thank God for that, because I was on the pathway to destruction. If God had not done what he did, all right? If he had not done what he did, I don't know where I would have ended up, but I can tell you it would not have been anything good, All right? Now, I came back to OSU, a little humbler, a little more studious, ended up graduating, to God be the glory. And I was invited to training camps by uh uh three or four uh, NFL teams. I wasn't drafted. But at at that point, I was wrestling with that decision. I was able to turn that down and say, you know, the thing that was my dream, the thing that I was pursuing, the thing that was my way out, the thing that had become my small G God, I was able to say, no, you're not God's plan for my life. Lord, I say yes to you. And he's been faithful to me every day ever since. All right? Uh, Hebrews eleven eleven says, By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. I'm going to go through some of these kind of rapid fire. But she received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him, God, faithful who had promised. 1 Thessalonians five twenty three and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. You're not doing it in your own strength. It says, may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're not doing this alone. You couldn't do it. But he who called you is faithful. And if you'll trust him, if you'll obey him, if you'll walk with him, he will do it. Are you hearing me? 2 Thessalonians 3, starting at the first verse, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread speed ahead and be honored as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. Say, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Hallelujah. And we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Second Timothy 2.13 says this, and I can attest to this in my life because I have, It may be a surprise to y'all, but I have uh, not—I've not been the most faithful of people in the things to God. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah? He is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Faithful is who he is. It is not just something that he does. And that last verse I want to quote is out of Hebrews 10:23, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." See, we don't have a hope. It's not a, we're, we're not hoping on a wish and a prayer. Our hope is real. Our hope is tangible, because the one who made us the promise is faithful, and he keeps his promises. He keeps his word. So, it was easy for me to entrust my life to him. It was easy for me to surrender to him once I came to the realization that he loved me, he was for me, and he was faithful. You know, I said I'd be giving testimony. I came back to OSU. And being the hard-headed God that I am, I trusted God with my salvation and all that. But when it became, but when it came to uh, relationships, personal relationships, dating, oh no, I had that part. <laughs> I had not surrendered that to God, and so I was still motoring on <laughs> the the same way I always did you know, and it was crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn, and I, I would say kind of out of desperation, but I had just kind of got fed up. I had done my share of hurting, hurting people, and I've gotten my share of being hurt, and I'd finally just said, Lord, I'm done. I said, I don't know what I'm doing, obviously, What I'm looking at, what I'm looking for is obviously the wrong things. I had learned enough to know. I heard enough teaching. I said, Lord, you have that special one out there for me. I know she's out there. And I said, Lord, here's, here's what I commit to you. I said, all I ask you to do is make it clear to me who she is, and I will pursue her. And that's all I did. And I asked the Lord to do that. And it's funny. And Christy always brings this up. When I first met Christy, I was actually met her through another girl that I was thinking about asking out. That's how we met. And so... (laughs) You know that's not the the you know that's not the the best foundation to start a relationship on. But, but we just we, we just met, and she was working at uh, Bennett Hall, the front desk, and so forth. And that's really you know we were friends. We would uh, w- w- we were on the I was on the east side of Bennett Hall, the athlete side, and that was the uh, that was the palatial side okay we we called the the ladies side the hood because they didn't have they they really fixed ours up right, and so every once in a while the ladies would come over on our side, there was air conditioning, there was nice accommodations and all the other all that stuff and I remember being in study hall one one day and I was studying because uh I still had the scars from what happened to me couple of years earlier and so i'm still yeah I'm, and i had already flunked out so i wasn't about to let that happen again but and i and the lord spoke to me very simply he told me to look up and i looked up you know looked straight ahead and there was christy and she was just studying away oblivious to what's going on between me and god and she was right under the lights you know so it was like oh, and god just spoke three words to me said she's the one and i said yes lord and i went back and started studying you know and finished up but from that moment on i saw her differently and there was a pursuit it's like this is the one god told me she's the one you know and so and so we um we started dating you know I asked her out and we started dating and we got engaged and, and I tell you what, it, about two years later we were getting married <laughs> you know and God it's been I tell you what the, the disrespectful outside of Christ I mean the greatest blessing of my life has been Christy the woman that God blessed me with and I'll swear to you And I, I, I swear to you, uh, God has been so faithful, so faithful to me because I have not had, before Christy, Christy, before Christy, I had not had one healthy relationship. The only one, I o- only had to yield that to God once, one time. And he gave me the love of my life. So I want you to know, there's a lot of young people here. I don't know where your, you know, what your Facebook status is and all that other stuff. But I want you to know God is faithful. He's faithful in the things that matter to us, okay? You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm 22, I'm 25, I'm 30. You know, am I going to find someone? Yes, yes. You don't have to search them out and look for them. Just, Just give it to God. You don't have to worry or be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to him, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind. Just just rest in the faithfulness of God and, and then you can proceed in peace and just know that God has got your back, and even when it comes to the affairs of the heart, even when it comes to love, He. He is faithful in that area. You can trust him in that. You can trust him in that. Are you hearing me? So, just time after time after time, the Lord has shown his faithfulness to me. And I know there's many of you here today that has similar testimonies of how God has been faithful to you, and so I want to encourage you, New Covenant, God is faithful to us. Amen. You know, and and I can't I can't promise to never miss it or be perfect and 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 and, and, and what have you. I don't fully know where God is going to take us and and what his plan is for us down the road. But I know what God has put on my heart and all I can do is take the steps in the revelation that he's given me in the here and now. And, and so, and so, yes, you, you, have a flawed man as your pastor, but you have a man of God who trusts God. And you know what? God is faithful to this body. He has always been faithful to this body. He will continue to be faithful Hallelujah. And he will lead us forward into the things he has planned for us. And and, and we will glorify him and exalt him. And we will have impact, significant impact in this community and abroad. Amen? Because we have a faithful God. And I'm going to say that that's going to be, I'm just going to stop right there. I'm going to ask you guys to stand, and I'm going to see if Mrs. Cannon has something that she wants to share, just because I like seeing that face every time I do it. (laughs) And I am so grateful to God. Um, I will... I don't know, Dominique Nimble understand the whole uh, Adams family deal, that happy, sad song. You know, I am happy and sad for these. My brother and sister. I love you guys so much. <laughs> um, I'll never forget CJ. Um you traveling to Dallas with me in my grandmother's last days. You remember that to pray for her, and you were there when she breathed her last breath. Um, you know, man, that was uh, man. <laughs> that 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 just meant the world to me, man. And uh, and I know you did it, you know, because you loved me, and then you you prayed for, her and we were hoping for her healing and 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 you were there as i was bawling like a baby when uh when she passed and uh um, you know i just want to thank you i want to thank you for that man uh for loving me through that time and that's just one example of uh the things we've been through together <laughs> so you and um uh, you without you and lisa i you know me and christy had no family here (laughs) at the time and you guys became our family, you know, and, uh, uh, helped us find our way and struggle through some things. We did it together and, uh, and developed such a bond that, um, I'm losing, it feels like I'm losing a brother and a sister, even though we're not losing you. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird thing. I, 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 lack the, I lack the words to express it. But um, like I said before, I'm super excited. Uh, I know the kind of people you are. I know you love the Lord. I know you hear from God. I know you're obeying God. And so I'm excited for what's about to happen uh, in you and through you. Uh, California doesn't know what they're getting. But uh, they're about to find out pretty soon. Uh, Thank y'all for bearing with me in that. I just... um, I don't know i got I went off book there a little bit, but uh I needed to express what I just did, so I love you guys and uh any chance we get together we, we get a chance to get together uh, let's not let's not waste it all right all right I want to finish by saying you know first John one nine says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. She's faithful, <laughs> faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, and any time I share, whether it's a testimony or whether I'm preaching and so forth, you know, I feel that there ought to be a time offered where we have an opportunity to do business with God. <laughs> we have an opportunity to confess our sins to God because he's not wanting our destruction. He wants us to confess it because he's faithful. He's just, he loves us. Amen. And so, so, and so I, I'm not going to, 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 ask you to come up or anything, but I'm gonna have you stand where you are. Uh, but I want you, I'm gonna take a moment and just a moment of silence and whatever and Give you an opportunity. Whatever Holy Spirit convicts you on, whatever is highlighted and so forth, just give that to God. Just confess. He knows it anyway. So we may as well confess it. Confess it in faith and receive his forgiveness and just trust him to cleanse you from unrighteousness. And if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, I hope in some way what I've shared about his faithfulness has really begun to reach your heart and you're considering in this moment whether or not you can entrust your heart to him. I want you to know you can. Your heart is a treasure to him. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you so that whoever believeth on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So I want to encourage you in this moment, this opportunity, this day, if you've not given your heart to him, it would be my honor, it would be my pleasure to dialogue with you, to answer what questions you might have And to help you make that most important of decisions, to give your heart to the Lord and surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That you might be reconciled to the one who created you. The one who loves you. The one who gave his son for you. And if anyone, if that applies to anyone, please come and see me uh, after the service. I'll be standing up here, and and it'll be my honor. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. And Father God, I just I lift up everybody here today, Lord. Whatever their circumstance is, Father God, I pray that they see you in it. I pray that that they'll be able to give it to you so that they may find the peace of God. And I pray that they're able to surrender surrender to you in such a way that they'll go wherever you say go. They'll do whatever you say do. They'll follow you wherever you lead because they know they can trust you. and they can overcome any obstacle. For they are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves them. And we just give you honor and praise and we bless your name, Lord, in Jesus' name.